It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome everyone to the RF Sports Radio Show. It is Tuesday, start of our sports week. Got lots of to talk about, of course, today. I'm going to bring on my co-host, Royce Fisher, here in just a second. I'm going to remind everyone, all you have to do to follow us is to go to rfsportsradio.com. So much going on from Dan Bryan, who got arrested just a real walk from where we are right now from my DeSoto Studios, so we have some inside information on that. Plus, NBA free agency talk, Mavericks, Rick Carlisle will be talking about the summer league play that's coming up, and of course, you're getting the Team USA, and also everything going on in the NFL as well. So, big show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download us on iTunes, and also check us out on Twitter. But without further ado, we bring on the star of our show, my co-host, Mr. Roy Fisher. Well, thank you, Rodney, for that great introduction. I really do appreciate it. Well, I hope you do, because I, I don't do too I don't get that very often. Like yeah, no, okay. I don't get too many all right. like that at all. Why, why, why are you being nice tonight? Well, you know, I, you know, I'm being nice because I'm going to be a little rough on a couple of people later on during the show. So okay, I want to be nice now because... After a while, I'm going to be pretty, pretty rough on a couple of people. Well, as long as I'm not in the line of power, I do like debating with you. So maybe I can get your blood pressure up tonight. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. A lot going on. So we'll start off our show with what's going on right there in our backyard, right here in DeSoto, Texas, where we broadcast live from our studios in DeSoto. We'll talk about the story that's breaking. Just a mere walk from where we are right now, which is so ironic that this is making national. Just a uh, stone throw away, right in the stone neighborhood. Stone throw away from where we are right now. Uh, so we'll, let's talk about that first. We're going to be joined uh, by, of course, the calls as well. So if you guys want to call in, 323-927-2906. Let's talk about one Des Bryant who was arrested after a um, domestic violence disturbance or alleged domestic violence against uh, none other than his own mom. Uh, this happened on Sunday night. He was arrested on uh, Monday, bonded out, and now we're getting more and more details about the story. Um, and again, I don't, I didn't post any of this on the website because I'm more interested in talking about the football aspect of everything, not what's going on off the off the field. But I figured we had to talk about it because it happened so close to to and, us. And, and you can't right ignore now. it. It's something you can't ignore. It's in the news, especially in local news. And uh, they released the 911 tape today. So it's something you can't ignore, right? We have to talk about it. 
Yeah, it's something we have to talk about. And, and, and my biggest thing about about this whole situation is the fact that why 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 does everyone have to paint DeSoto in such a bad light? I mean, <laughs> it, it seems like every time you hear the story, is Dez Bryant was arrested in DeSoto. DeSoto police arrested Dez Bryant. According to DeSoto police, Dez Bryant arrested in DeSoto. You know, and that's the problem I have is that you know, you give it you give it our city. A bad name, you know, because right. every time it's somebody like this prime, I'm hearing DeSoto this and DeSoto that. Well, I don't think it has anything to do with DeSoto as much as it does Des Bryant. I mean, the 911 tapes came out today, Rodney. Uh, great football player, but his off the field antics have cost him a lot, man. You know, it's and this uh, childish stuff that we're hearing about him in the news. Uh, I think it's time for Des Bryant to grow up. I mean, it's, it's just too many little things, and I'm really concerned about this last incident. The nine one after the nine one one calls came out today, and his mother kept stating the fact I can't can't keep letting him get away with this. I don't know what she meant by that. So apparently, what I'm getting out of this is it's been going on a while, and I know he has a temper. I know he has an attitude, but I mean to attack your mother. That's what it seems like. That's a little bit much. You know, you normally, a man would just walk away. I, I can see myself grabbing my mother, even touching with my mom. I would just have to walk away. So this, this to me, sends up a red flag. If I was the Dallas Cowboys, I would be concerned about Dez Bryant right now. You know, and the thing is, is, you know, it, him and his mom already have a pretty interesting relationship as it is. So it's kind of hard to really know what this argument was about or how often they argued or when they argued what kind of arguments they have. It could be it could have been physical arguments for quite some time. From the injuries that she sustained on her on her arms and on her wrists, it seemed more like he was grabbing her around the arms or grabbing her around the wrist and maybe that caused a bruising. Now the guy does play professional football so I can imagine his grip being a lot tighter than most people. I mean, he's a wide receiver, you know, so he has to grip the ball pretty tight. And I think that maybe may have been what it was. Either way, it's just it's just unfathomable to really see anyone assaulting their mom in any kind of way, let alone, you know, even just verbally assaulting your mom, you know, and, and right. put your hands on any kind of way is really a problem. You know, it's and it's I don't want to delve too much about it because we try to focus on what's on the field versus what's off the field. But I think he's really got something he's got to work on and something he's going to have to really, really work on fast because I think that Roger Goodell, once he finally has a chance to deal with this, he's going to be facing some suspensions, I think. Uh, uh, he's definitely going to go to the principal's office, and we know who the principal is uh, because uh, he's, number one, he put his hand on on a woman. And we know the NFL is bad about that. We've seen that happen a lot. And two is uh, off the field behavior, because you know if you look back at the, some of the things he's done, he's, he was banned from the North Park Mall. We all know North Park is one of the uh, high end malls in Dallas, and he was there with his pants hanging, uh, which is childish. The grown men don't wear their clothes like that. And then he got into it scuffle, my understanding, with the security guards. He wouldn't leave them all. Therefore, he was banned. Uh, he was uh, literally in a fight in a Miami bar. Uh, 
something came over non-payment of jewelry. I mean, it's just childish stuff, man. It's stuff that teenagers do. I mean, he's playing a grown man game. He's in the city of Dallas. He's, he has the whole world handed to him. He's one of those athletes that, you know, that that's born with God-given talent. And for him, the his attitude and his off-the-field antics is really making him look really bad to me in my eyes. So if I was the Dallas Cowboys, I would be concerned. I'm pretty sure Javis going to get to the bottom of that. I'm going to reserve judgment until I hear exactly what happened. But I heard the 911 tapes, and they were disturbing. Yeah, it really was. It, it was difficult to listen to. It really was. You know, but you bring up these other incidents, like the jury incident, the fighting in the club, the North Park Mall incident. All that I can really see that as, you know, a product of being young, not growing up, that I can understand. But when right, you talk right. about assaulting someone, let alone your mom, then that's that that crosses the line into not just being a stupid young person or just being young into being criminal. You know, to really having a a, a problem, something mental, something anger, anger management. I don't know what it is, but that that's a whole different thing than what he's been accused of in the past. In the past, because in the right. past he hasn't been arrested, right. but this time he's actually right. been arrested. Yeah, it was enough evidence that they. Arrested him. I mean, I know he turned himself in, but you have to have enough evidence to even arrest somebody. You know, they go to disturbances all the time, but apparently it was bad enough where they had to arrest him. And he did turn himself in, but that doesn't change what happened. No, it doesn't change what happened at all. And, and to give these guys a point of reference from our angle, you know, we're literally in walking distance to where all this took place on Sunday, and that's why we're spending the time to talk about it. And me and you both have had run-ins with Des Bryant. Absolutely. Both, that was both my... good and both bad. You know, I, I can tell you from experience, I ran into him one time at a uh, at the Papados that's close to where we are here, and he was in there. He was very loud, him and a friend of his, um, and they were very loud. They had some drinks, got some food, and left. It left a bad impression on everybody that was there at the time because the way he acted. It was young. It was immature. And, it, and, you know, we can overlook that because, of course, we're we're more focused on what he does on the field. Even you yourself had a couple of run-ins with him here in, here in town as well, too. Yeah, for me, it was a uh, road rage. Uh, you know, we got into it. I guess he thought I'd cut him off, and I didn't really know who he was at the time. Uh, but I know this young guy that really – having roadways, he got to the light and he exchanged words, you know. I usually just wave people off. I'm, I'm not one of the road race type persons. I kind of blow it off. And I kind of waved him off. And I mean, he gave me the dirtiest look, like he wanted to come out the car at the red light on me. It was, so I just kind of ignored him. But, I, you know, that's arrogant to me. Uh, to me, I think this is arrogant. It's okay to have it on the field, but off the field is a totally different thing. Yes, it's and it's, that's young stuff, and I think this right here crosses the line, you know. But but other than what he's done off the field, we know his problems. We know this is going to be a major issue in terms of what the Cowboys should do with this point forward. What Jerry Jones should do from this point forward. Now we know Jerry Jones has a very high level of tolerance when it comes to star wide receivers. I mean, you can go back to Michael Irvin from. All the runnings that he has or has had with the police here in Dallas and his whole, you know, outside the out, off the field antics really getting exposed 
for the world to see. Jerry always stood by his side. He always kept him on the team. But the thing about Michael Irvin that was different than Des Bryant to me was that Michael Irvin was one of the hardest-working people on the Absolutely. field. He Absolutely. came before practice. He stayed late. He showed up in the games. He didn't disappear in the second half. He didn't come into camp or come into the season you know, out of shape and not able to play a full game with 100%. I think that's a big difference. And I think maybe I think Jerry should really look at that pretty carefully and say, you know what, is this really worth it? Do we really want to go down this road again? I mean, you saw what happened with Tank Johnson. But, yeah, and if Jones. you look at the history of the Dallas Cowboys, you know, there's a history of them uh, putting up with these guys. We saw it with Pac-Man. And if Dallas, if I was a Cowboys, as much as you have invested in Dez Bryant, and you count on them so much this year, you know, you might have to do like Josh Hamlin. You might have to sign somebody to be his mentor or, or be with him. You know, I don't know what you have to do, but he he needs anger management, that's for sure. He needs something. I mean, he definitely needs something. Cause it's, this is crossing the line right here. In my opinion, I think at this point you just cut bait with the guy. You know, right. I, I think – I don't know if you can just stay for him at this point, of course – I like what he does on the field, but sometimes it's, it's bigger than what people do on the field to me. Right. And I think yeah. I think at this point you have to really just, just just cut bait with the guy and try to find something else, try to find somebody else. You may have to work out a trade or whatever the case may be. But say, say he gets suspended for four games. And that, that costs the team. That costs the team. Yeah, exactly. So And then your number two receiver is going to be, uh, Ogletree, which we which we know he's not a number two. They don't have Laurent Robertson, and, and I think that Jerry needs to really look at okay, well, who's going to be my next wide receiver? Who's my backup plan? You know, and having to move up with the twenty four to take him in the pick, uh, and then a lot of teams passed on Des Bryant because of his some of the baggage he brought with him from Oklahoma. So. You know, it was, a, it was a flag to begin with, and it, it's something they should have taken notice, you know, after the first incident to let it go on this long. And we saw what happened to Michael Irvin, as you know, too early. He eventually lost his job, <laughs> you know, yeah, two to yeah, twice, true. you know, behind true. some of his addicts. So if you don't nip it in the book, eventually it's going to get worse. It's going to be the destruction of Dez Bryant. I won't be surprised, you know, if it happens because uh, the right's on the wall. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree, but I, I just want to get that out there that you know any anyone that anyone that even thinks that anyone, not just your mom, but any friend or associate coworker, if you get to a point where you get so mad at someone, you got to put their hands on them. You need to just walk away. Absolutely, I mean, that's just that's that's what you need to do. You need to just walk away. Don't put yourself in any kind of situation like that because nothing can come out good from this situation for Dez Bryant. But we, we, we hope the family can get it together. Uh, yeah, we can hope something can be done. You know, I hope, I hope we can get some help and really help him become a productive citizen in the world, not just in DeSoto, although it would help if you he, if he put DeSoto on the map for a better reason. But, <laughs> and you but know, Rodney, that's, 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 that's just my personal opinion. So, uh, one, more, one more question. As, as a Cowboy fan, and you, we know you're the number one Cowboy fan, and as a Dez Bryant fan, how, I mean, how do you look at this guy now? I mean, what do you, you know, does you know, he get I, booed? Do you uh, critique he's gonna, him? He's gonna, yeah, he's going to get booed. You know, in, I listened to a lot of the talk radio today, 
here locally, and he had a lot of Cowboys fans just showing support. Like, well, look, I don't care what happens off the field. I just want to see him play right. on the field. I don't that's, care that, what he that. does or, or what happens. And, and and I can respect that. In a sense, I feel like that too. But when I heard the 911 call and I heard his mom on the call just say, I can't keep letting him do this. I can't keep letting him keep letting him do me like this. I'm yeah, tired. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it. Today. Today. I'm going to put it into right. today. I'm tired. When I heard that, then I realized then, I said, you know what? I, I have a conscience, too. You know, I, I'm a huge Dallas Cowboys fan, huge sports fan, but I have a conscience at the same time. And, and just based on that alone, I feel like, you know what, maybe it's time to part ways with the guy so he can get some real help and, and figure out what needs to happen. But, again, this, this literally happened maybe – I don't know, maybe what a five minute walk from our studio. I mean, that's how, right. how close the situation yeah. was right. for us. Right. So let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we will talk about the NBA free agency. Uh, some news on Jeremy Lin that was that uh, our writer Hunter Sims put together. He's going to join us for that segment as well. So stay tuned. You listen to the RF Sports Radio Show on RFSportsRadio.com. This is RF with the RF Sports Radio Show. Do you have a business, a product, a service, or a website, and you need more customers? Advertise with the fastest-growing Internet sports radio show and market your business to sports fans worldwide. Don't miss a unique opportunity to capitalize on the biggest marketing genre in the world. Email me at rfsportsradio at gmail.com. That's rfsportsradio at gmail.com. We have options for every budget, and don't let business pass you by. We are back. DeSoto Eagles football is back on RF Sports Radio. Starting August 31st, tune in to RF Sports Radio to hear live Texas high school football action. Coach Claude Mathis returns to lead the Texas football powerhouse on another big season. The electric Dez White and Oregon recruit Dontre Wilson lead a high-powered, high-scoring offense. And hear it all right here on RFSportsRadio.com. It all starts August 31st as the DeSoto Eagles take on Arlington Martin right there in Arlington, Texas. Tune in live for RFSportsRadio.com for live DeSoto Eagles football action only here. Welcome back, everyone, to the program. Again, we just got to talking about Dez Bryant. We're going to get into some NBA free agency talk. I want to remind everyone, you can follow all of our stories, all of our talk by going to rfsportsradio.com. Let's go ahead and welcome on to the program for the first time, but not the last time, uh, our rfsportsradio.com writer, Mr. Hunter Sims. Uh, Royce is welcome into the program, and also yes, welcome, welcome to the Mr. team Sam. as well, too, man. How you doing today, hey, Hunter? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Good. Yeah, nice to have you on tonight. It's nice to be on. I'm really excited for this, and I'm glad to be working with you guys. Cool, cool. Let's talk about a story that you just posted on rfsportsradio.com about Jeremy Lin. Now, uh, not going to be a New York Nick. So tell us no, about not. that. Uh, I was hoping he would go to the Knicks. I mean, Carmelo Anthony wanted him back very badly. It was kind of dirty for them to offer him that while the Knicks were trying to decide if they were going to re-sign him or not. And then, of course, they didn't want to match the Rockets' offer. So looks like there's going to be a lot of sad Knicks fans next year. 
Now, are you one of those sad Knicks fans? I'm not a big Knicks fan. Um, I watch a little bit of NBA, but um, I think it is pretty bad. I was really hoping Jeremy Lin, after having such a great year this past year, come out of nowhere with the Knicks, you know, and having a great year with him and Carmelo. And it was fun watching him, that's for sure. I really wish he would have stayed with the Knicks. But I think just like your article states, Carmelo really wanted him to be a part of the Knicks. I'm right about that. This three-year, $25 million deal that the Rockets put together is really backloaded at the end of the deal where he's getting $15 million that last year in the third year. And I think that scared the Knicks away a lot, plus the fact that they signed Jason Kidd, who, who he thought was going to be working with Jeremy Lin. But I think Royce, when they signed uh, Raymond Felton, now they having two right. point guards that made the decision a lot easier to go ahead and let Lynn go to Houston. And and I think the Knicks, uh, I think Houston called the Knicks bluff on, on him. I didn't think they were going to offer him that amount. But uh, here's my opinion on that. I don't think, I don't know whether Carmelo Anthony liked him or not, but I know they couldn't play together because Jeremy Lynn is built for the pick and roll what we know is Kamala Anthony is a ball stopper. He, he When he gets the ball, the ball stops. I think it's a great deal for Jeremy Lynn to play in Houston where they're going to feature the pick and roll. Now, I think the problem is bigger than Jeremy Lynn in New York. I, I think it's bigger than that. They they did get on the roll late, but when they played together, they couldn't play together. I mean, when, when Carmelo was out, Jeremy Lynn played great. But when Carmella came back, it just didn't mix. And I, I think the Knicks saw that. Let me ask you, Hunter. I mean, you've you got your finger on the pulse of this situation. As far as Jeremy Lin not going to Houston, you think that he may do better in a Houston style of offense versus the uh, New York offense? I think it might take him a little while to get adjusted with the new team like it did with the Knicks. I mean, he got weighed from the Knicks, what, was it two times? Yeah. And he finally and got his chance. Do what? And Houston. Houston cut him, too. Oh, yeah. Well, now they're finally getting him back. I think I think he'll fit good with Houston. Houston's doing some good things. They're also trying to get Dwight Howard, although I heard some talk about Dwight Howard maybe going possibly to the Lakers now. But um, I think it'll be good for Lynn. He'll get a lot more playing time than he probably would have over there at New York. I think he'll end up starting this year for the Rockets and having a very successful season and helping them out a lot tremendously. Again, we're joined by Hunter Sims, writer for RFSportsRadio.com. Follow him on Twitter at HunterSims6 or go to our website. You can follow him there as well, too. Hunter, you also put up a story this week as well in regards to Dwight Howard. So you just mentioned about him going to uh, L.A., and that's, that's the talk as it is today. But let me ask you about the story you wrote about him going to Houston. Houston basically gave the Orlando Magic a deal that I, I didn't think they could really refuse. They're going to take on all these expiring contracts from Orlando, basically their whole roster, all the people that they didn't want to still give them a, a young team that was cheap and was actually going to be a pretty good team that helps them build for the future. Are you surprised that the Orlando Magic didn't pull the trigger on that deal? I'm not Real surprise. I mean, they would have to rebuild their whole roster. They're going to lose their superstar if they were to sit there and do that and Dwight Howard. It would 
maybe be a good idea because you're getting a lot of really good young prospects like Chandler Parsons out of Florida. And, I mean, I don't know. I know the Rockets wanted him badly. They were offering a lot, and including a first-round pick. I am a little surprised maybe that the Magic didn't do it, but I just kind of felt maybe they wouldn't because I don't think they really want to rebuild their whole roster like that. They'd be losing pretty much their whole starting roster, and including uh, some people off the bench that they really do need. I just didn't feel like they would actually want to do that. Well, if you think that it's a LA LA move for Dwight Howard is good, better for him, or you think it think it even is even going to happen, or is it just talk? I, I I can't see him going to the Lakers. I can't see them getting rid of Andrew Bynum. If the, if he does go to Houston, that's great for Jeremy Land. But am I the only one in America that's sick and tired of Howard? And the hot <laughs> seat is hell over the NBA this summer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm kind of tired of it. I wish it, it, the deal gets done. He goes somewhere so we can move on. I, I, I'm just tired of it. Uh, I, I I think he made a bad decision last year when he said he was going to stay a year. And you got to be careful what you say because he come back and bite you. He should have just kept quiet. And uh, Orlando wants to get rid of him. It's evident that he wants to leave. But uh, I, I'm tired of it. I wish somebody do something, but I can't see him to the Lakers. And uh, I think the Lakers will make a big mistake if they got rid of Andrew Bynum. Well, you know what? I've, I've been always saying that if he, I thought for sure he would end up in L.A. some kind of way. I, you know, he spends his off season in L.A. He likes being out there. He wants to get into the Hollywood scene, the movies, and and all the good stuff. He wanted to go to. Brooklyn because of the fact that that's a huge market and he have a chance to really be a superstar there where there's no other no brighter light than New York Texas. and LA right yeah exactly so he so I think he'll definitely if they want this deal to work he can go I'm a huge Andrew Bynum fan you know quite honestly he, we've had him on the show before and I like the guy I know he's young and hard headed but he's got better offensive moves I think than Dwight Howard does. But let me ask you, Hunter. Who do you who do you think is a better? If you had to make a trade one way or the other, they said, "Hey, you had to pick one. Which one would you pick, Dwight Howard or Andrew Bynum?" Honestly, Dwight Howard has a lot of hype. Andrew Bynum is probably the second best center, I think, behind Dwight Howard in the NBA right now. I think I would bring in Dwight Howard. He'd bring in probably a lot more money to LA. Plus, you would have the best center in basketball, including one of the best point guards in basketball, Steve Nash, I think he could really be a very good addition. And they would probably, I think, they could win it all if they got Dwight Howard and add add him to their uh, roster, starting five. Well, I I don't want to see Dwight Howard go to the Lakers because... Oh, why are you hating on the Lakers? I I, I, I don't understand. I'm upset with the Lakers because they gave us Lamar Odom. I'm not going to ever forgive the Lakers for that one. Uh, that that's for sure, but I I don't know. That's a that's Kobe's town, and uh, I don't know if Kobe is going he's gonna be able to share the spotlight with them. I know they want him. I think Bottom is gonna have a breakout year with Steve Nash giving him the ball. You know he always yeah. disappears. Him and uh, Paul Gasol always disappear in the fourth quarter. That was their problem last year and the previous years. They were not existing in the fourth quarter, but with Steve Nash. There to facilitate the ball. I, I think Bottom's going to have a breakout year. We know he can carry this team. He did it when Kobe was out. I think he's going to only get better. 
Well, again, we're joined by Hunter Sims. Hunter, why don't you let everybody know how to keep in contact with you, what's the best way, and, and all that good stuff. The best way to probably get in contact with me is through Twitter at HunterSims6. I'm on that always, and I have it on my phone. That, or you can email me. My email is um, hsgators at gmail.com, and I always have my email open. So those are the best ways to get hold of me. No doubt, man. Thank you for joining us today. That was a great article you wrote. Uh, I suggest everybody go back and read it. Great article. No doubt. No doubt. Thank you for joining us, man. Thanks for joining the team as well, man. No problem. I'm really excited to be with you guys and writing for uh, RF Sports. Thank you for having me. No doubt, man. That was uh, Hunter Sims, writer for RFSportsRadio.com. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at HunterSims6. Go to our website. You can follow him there as well. Again, just posted up the Jeremy Lin story, so to go back and read that and go read some more of his articles. Also, too, Royce, let's take another quick break, Royce, and when we come back, let's get into more NBA free agency talk. The Lakers actually put out another free agency move that I think is going to be even bigger, maybe even better, than making a trade for Dwight Harris. You're listening to RF Sports Radio, rfsportsradio.com. We are back. DeSoto Eagles football is back on RF Sports Radio. Starting August 31st, tune in to RF Sports Radio to hear live Texas high school football action. Coach Claude Mathis returns to lead the Texas football powerhouse on another big season. The electric Dez White and Oregon recruit Dontre Wilson lead a high-powered, high-scoring offense. And hear it all right here on RFSportsRadio.com. It all starts August 31st as the DeSoto Eagles take on Arlington Martin right there in Arlington, Texas. Tune in live for rfsportsradio.com for live DeSoto Eagles football action. Only here. Welcome back, everyone, to the program. We bring Roy Fisher back on. We just got through talking to rfsportsradio.com writer Hunter Sims. Again, follow him on Twitter at HunterSim6 and all his uh, articles and stuff on rfsportsradio.com. We're definitely happy to have him a part of the team. And, again, if you're looking to be a uh, writer, get your voice heard, get your articles out there, send us an email at rfsportsradio at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash rfsportsradio. And to get into some other NBA free agency talk real fast, Royce, I mentioned that the Lakers had another sign that they did pick up Antoine Jameson, former Maverick. And I think that's a big move for them because now they have someone that can work their perimeter, can move without the ball, and Steve Nash needs people to pass the ball too. They can they can hit some shots. And he's a good utility guy. Uh I think he's built his reputation on coming off the bench. He's has started in quite a few teams. I think it's a good addition for them. It gives them another score, take some of the pressure off for Kobe. I, I, I thought it was a pretty good addition. I didn't see it coming. No, I didn't either. I didn't see it coming either, you know, but but I think it's a good addition for them, like you said, because, I mean, it helps. It, it helps them out. Give them another score. Right. Helps them out tremendously. Also, in other news, uh, Chris Humphreys, Gets uh, re-signed to the, new, to the Brooklyn Nets. I want to say New Jersey so bad, but gets signed to the Brooklyn Nets 
twelve million dollars a year. I don't know if he's uh, he had his best season last year, fifteen points a game, thirteen rebounds, averaging a double double, and they go ahead and decide to keep him. And I think he had the best line when he sent out a tweet today about about the line in Kanye's song about him having Jay drop him from the team. He said, "Well, I guess Jay did, decided not to drop him from the team." And he right. resigns with the uh, Brooklyn Nets, but a good move for them. Let's go ahead and talk about Grant Hill. Grant Hill just got signed I, with the Clippers, Roy. So are you surprised about that? I, I I was surprised when I saw the article. But great move on the Clippers' part. Uh, I know Grant Hill has one good year left in him, and he played very well when he was in Phoenix. I thought he was good. Great defender. Uh, also give them another score, and the guy does play great. And that's the Clippers' downfall. They don't play defense. But I think this guy is a great addition to the Clippers. I thought that was a a great move on their part. Yeah, I think so, too. Grant Hill could really help the Clippers be – they need that. You know, they were missing that when Chauncey Billis went down last year. They didn't have that veteran guy that's been there, especially a guy that's won a title like Chauncey Billis has done. I mean, he's, he's missed the big shot. He's made the big shots. He's done what it takes. Now they have Grant Hill, a guy, a veteran guy, and that can really come in and settle that team and down. And got something to prove, too. He has something yeah, exactly. to prove. It, it, was all, it was all because of Chauncey Billis because they didn't have a beauty on their hands when they wanted mm-hmm. Vinny Del Negro out of there. He was the one that told everybody, hey, we're a good team. We're winning games. Let's calm down. Let's settle in right. and get this thing going. So uh, it was really him that really kind of made that thing happen. So I- I'm really glad to see Grant Hill a part of that team. You know, the- he's going to really get them some st- stability and some leadership in the locker room that I think they really, really can benefit from. Um, you know, I was hoping somewhere down the line that the Mavericks would pick him up. I, I thought maybe it'd be available. It didn't happen. It's been a great pickup for the Mavericks. I've always liked Grant Hill, great guy, great basketball player, and the guy still has a couple of years left in the tank. Yeah, speaking of the Mavericks, that's what I want to get into. Yeah, next. we got to talk about your Mavs. <laughs> the Mavericks, uh, they picked up, of course, Chris Kamen. I thought that was a great pickup. They also picked up uh, Elton Brand and. They did also pick up O.J. Mayo today. Uh, let me get your thoughts first of all on, on what they've been able to do. Well, finally they're starting to get a little competitive. From what I've seen from the Mavericks, that team uh, will be a pretty decent team on the floor. Now, can they win? I, I don't know, but at the training camp and these guys going through the whole process of mini camps, I, I think they make it full a pretty decent team together. I thought Mayo was a great pickup. They needed that. And uh, I think they're going to bring Delonte West back, which is another great move. So we mm-hmm. might see a decent team. Dirk does have some help now. Uh, I'm pretty sure he'll come back with somewhat of a smile when he gets back to Dallas. Instead of like, you know, you said a couple of weeks ago, he go to the locker room and go, what have I gotten myself into? But right. I think he'd be happy with his team. And if we could get one of the three rookies to step up and maybe fill a role and Roddy to come into his own, I think we'll have a pretty decent team. Now, can they beat the powerhouse in the West? That I don't think so. Oklahoma's still great. The Lakers have gotten better. And, I, I, of course, not San Antonio. So it's starting to look like a pretty decent team. 
What do you think? Yeah, you know what? This is going to be – this is a very surprising roster for me. I mean – I, I mean, I – I would have never thought it in a million years. No, no. I mean, and, and, and I'm looking at I'm looking at the roster as it is right now. You've got Roddy Boubois, Elton Brand, Vince Carter, Darren Collison, Jay Crowder, Jerry Cunningham, uh, Taja Drogic, uh Bernard James, Dante Jones, uh, Dominique Jones, Chris Kamen, Sean Marion, Dirk Davinsky, and, and Brandon Wright, and then pencil in OJ Mayo in there as well too. So I'm looking at this roster and I'm asking myself, you know, honestly, is is this team better than last year's team? Now, I, you know, I don't think so. And that was my question. I, I don't think they're better than last what, year. What do, you, what do you think? What do you think makes this this team the way it is right now not better than last year's team? Well, last year you had experience, you had some veterans, and you had Jason Terry sure. and Jason Kidd. Those are two reasons right there. Yeah, <laughs> that's enough for me. But. uh I'm uh, I'm glad they're doing something. It's not what people wanted. It's kind of like pick up the pieces now. We we got to do something. Uh, I think Mayo will be a you know he's young, what 24. I think he could be around a while. Somebody you can you can work with. Uh, I'm liking what I've seen out of the rookies. I haven't seen them play yet, but I, uh, you know they got big shoes to fill when they come to Dallas. And I don't think this team is better than. Any other other teams I named in the West. Now, if they make the playoffs, that's good. There's three things the Mavericks did good so far this year. Kept re-signed Carlisle's coach. I thought that was a great move. To dump Lamar Odom and to get rid of Brendan Haywood. Other than that, I'm going to hold my judgment until I see what's on the floor come basketball season. You know, I think I think honestly, and maybe I'm just being optimistic, but I think this team has a chance to be a lot better than the team that they had before. Well, they're, I mean, they're, they're a lot younger. They're a lot younger. We, I will say that. Better is yet to be. You know, the team you're talking about has won 50 games the last what 10 years? Yeah, at least. Yeah, it, I know it's that, but a fifty-win team. Think about it, they got they got younger, they got more athletic. Yeah, but it have, is this a fifty-win team? We don't know that yet. No, of course not. No, we don't. We don't know that yet. But, I mean, but I mean, you know, you right had that. you know the Mavericks were gonna make the playoffs every year with the team that they had. They were gonna make win or not, they were gonna make the playoffs. Well, I agree to that. And they'll make the playoffs again this year with the team that they have. They'll make the playoffs. I mean, I don't think it's a question if they will or won't. I just, I think this team will be a, a little better team than what they had last year. Now, I think okay, so they, the, they make the, the playoffs. Do the they get out the first round? Year, the biggest loss from last year was Jason Jason Terry. The points that he provided, the 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 toughness he provided last year is going to be. That's what they had to replace. And I think they brought in enough shooters with O.J. Mayo and, and Darren Collison, and, and, and they brought in enough people to really kind of counter what Dirk, what uh, Jason Terry put out there on the floor. And you can't tell me that Chris Kamen in center is better than having Brendan Haywood. That, that's a much better option than Brendan Haywood. Elson Brand is a much better option than Brendan Haywood or even Young Mahimi. If you're looking at who's going to play in the middle, even I'd rather have Bernard James out there than Brendan Haywood. 
Well, so, Ron, so they it's, upgraded it's, some positions that they need to upgrade. I'm just going by experience and what I've seen so far in the NBA, and it's a true fact that when the Boston Big Three got together, it took them a while to learn to play together and win. Same thing in Miami. Is, is this team going to jail? That's the question. I mean, it's all about chemistry. It's all about matchups. Can this team match up? Yeah, I think it can, so, but again, they're going to have to get past the athletic teams, and I think that's why they decided to go to go so young, you know, oh, because they, they had to get past those. They had those. no choice but to go young. Yeah, you of course. You can't go older. That's for sure. With, with Oklahoma City and Memphis, and all these guys, the Clippers, all these great teams, you have to get younger. You have to get more athletic. But I, I do have high hopes for them. Now, will they win? I'm not sure. I think they do make the playoffs. I think they're out the first round. And uh, But I think, the, you know, you have to do what you have to deal with. That's what they dealt. That's what they have to do with. You know, we know they didn't get what they wanted, so you have to do something to put something on the floor. But so far, they got the best available players, I thought, that were left out there. Later on in the show, we're going to listen to Rick Carlisle talk about the Mavs getting ready to play summer league play. Uh, the Darren Carson did come out and do an interview today and talked about how he's anticipating coming in and working with Dirk and how he's going to fit in there. And, and and I, you know, last week we didn't know what the hell the Mavericks are going to do. <laughs> Nobody did. And today I feel I feel a lot better about what they've done. So this is my opinion. I feel a lot better about what they've done. Are they competitive now? I would say they're yeah. a competitive team now. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree to that. I would definitely agree to that. Uh, before we go to another quick break, Phil Jackson. Um, apparently he's in negotiation with the Portland Trailblazers by coming to the Portland Tra- Trailblazers some type of consulting type of role. Now, the Trailblazers need a head coach. And I think that's the sticking point is Phil wants to get paid from reports I've heard $12 million a year to basically be a consultant from L.A., like just over the phone and go to a couple of meetings, but not really be involved in the franchise like they want him to be and want him to be a head coach. Uh, if you feel Jackson, I mean, if you're the Portland Trailblazers, do you basically just say, you know what, we want to be associated with Phil Jackson no matter what? Well, they definitely have no money to pay him, and I think they're hoping that he get the itch and come and coach. They just want him up there in Porter. I think Allen has enough money where he could pay him. But uh, who wouldn't want Phil Jackson? That's true. He has an alpha talent. He's a great coach, a philosopher. He can motivate the players. He can nick any conflict you have with the players and management. Uh, it'd be a great move for anybody to pick up Phil Jackson. You know, he's my idol, Rodney. Yeah, I know. I know. I know he is. I remember how starstruck he were when we when we talked well, to him doing that playoff. You know, uh, last, anybody last, asked me who was the greatest last, person I ever interviewed. His last game was a coach. We were there. Right, absolutely. And if you had to name one of the top five persons you admire the most, he would be in my top five. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say that. I would say he'd be in my top five, too. Let's take a quick 30-second uh, break. When we come back, we'll talk about Team USA and the scare they had last night against the Brazil Talk team. about the LeBron James show. 
Uh, we'll get into a little LeBron James show, and then, of course, we'll wrap it up with the NFL and the new deals in the NFL. You're listening to RF Sports Radio, rfsportsradio.com. This is RF with the RF Sports Radio Show. Do you have a business, a product, a service, or a website, and you need more customers? Advertise with the fastest-growing Internet sports radio show and market your business to sports fans worldwide. Don't miss a unique opportunity to capitalize on the biggest marketing genre in the world. Email me at rfsportsradio at gmail.com. That's rfsportsradio at gmail.com. We have options for every budget, and don't let business pass you by. Welcome back to the RF Sports Radio Show. I want to again remind everyone to check us out online at rfsportsradio.com. Also, if you've got the TuneIn Radio app, you can find our show there. Just do a search for RF Sports Radio. Uh, we also want to thank uh, Icebreaker Radio for re-airing our broadcast every Monday night at 8.30 at icebreakerradio.com. I also want to give a special thanks to Hunter Sims and uh, to the Asylum Football Podcast who just joined RF Sports Radio as well, too. So, Royce, we're, we're growing, you know, and in business, if you're not yeah, growing. The, the family is expanding right now. I'm excited. Uh, these guys bring a lot to the show. And to the RF Sports, and I mean, you know, great articles. I, I suggest people go online and read them. Yeah, no doubt. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com/slash RF Sports Radio. There's no one on Twitter that gives you up to the minute sports information like we do. So make sure you definitely follow us there. Let's get into a little Team USA basketball. We had a debate on last show. That was a huge show, by the way. Thank everyone for downloading and listening to that. But we had a huge debate on last show about Team USA versus the Dream Team. And um, that's to yeah. say the Dream Team won that debate. Yeah, um, just barely. <laughs> I, was, I mean, they, they won. Of course, I was, of course, it was a two-to-one argument. I had no one on my side. And it was you and uh, Derry Page from HoopsWorld.com. Uh, he was on with us. So go back and download this show. Well, well you know what, Rodney? Right I'm more convinced today that the Dream Team can beat this team hands down after what I saw last night. Let's talk about what we saw last night. The Team USA team did get the win. They only won by 11 points, and it got kind of dicey at times, even in the first quarter and even later on in the game as well, too. So your impressions from what you saw against that Brazil team, who had more NBA stars in their team than I've Really thought right. about it. They had Nene and Tiago right. Splitter and Verizal and Leandro Bar- Barbosa. And so tell me a little bit about your okay. impressions well, of what you saw I, last night. I, I didn't see a very poor American team. They were okay. Uh, I saw some things need improvement. I thought LeBron James proved once again that he is a leader. He's a baller. He can close. And if it wasn't for Lamar James, we wouldn't have won. Even with the president in the building, they could have played better. Having said that, you, you did say well, there were a lot of NBA stars with this other team, and I thought that was the problem. These guys don't back down from them because they play with them in the NBA. So they're not going to back down. We're going to see a lot more of that because there, there are a lot of NBA 
players playing with these foreign teams, the European teams, and they're they're, they're not they're not going to back down from these guys. And I think it's going to be a pretty tough hill to climb. I, I think they will win it, but I don't think it's going to be as pretty as the Dream Team did uh, years ago. It, it'll be a struggle this year, and with no big men in the middle, I think you're going to really have problems. Yeah, they they won eighty to sixty nine. They had a ten point deficit. They had to come back from and win. LeBron had thirty in the second place. With the highest score was Kevin Durant with eleven, and Chris Paul with ten. So so they they they're really gonna get exposed. I think more so than people think by not having big men down low. And then they've got a bunch of streaky type shooters. The only pure shooter they really have is Kevin Durant, you know, if you right. look at the way the team is constructed. So let me let me ask you this. Do you feel like they they may need to be cautious about this? Do you think it's not just a shoot a shoe in at their win goal? I, I think they need to be very cautious. I, I thought uh, Mike uh, kind of held back on some of the things that they're going to do. They didn't want to expose you know, everything to the world just to practice. But uh, I think they are in trouble because there's no big men. And uh, I, I didn't see these guys playing great basketball last night. And, and they're going to get better because they didn't want to show their hand. I say that. But when they run up against these teams that have NBA players on there, these guys are not going to back down. They're going to play harder. And you know they have they. Mine and their eyes set on beating the USA team. Uh, when the Dream Team played, these guys were starstruck. Everybody sat there. They were so amazed at seeing these great players from the U.S. Olympic team that they were, they, they stood around and watched. We, we saw that a lot. But this team is going to have their hands full because these guys are out to win. They think they're just as good as they are. They do play in the NBA, and they're not going to back down. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I think they I think they'll win the gold medal, no doubt about it. But I think it's gonna be tougher than they anticipate. And, and to really be considered another dream team type of team, they gotta beat teams by twenty, thirty points. But but again as I brought up point. last week what I brought up last week is that the competition has changed. It's a lot tougher for these guys to win gold now. So then they make the if they win gold and win by double digits in every game, that didn't make what they did bigger than what the Dream Team has done or did. There can only be one Dream Team. I thought we settled this last week. Yeah, we can did. only There's no such thing as two Dream Teams. There can yeah, only be one Dream it. Team. And when PlayStation comes out with that app and I get to play you, the Dream Team against your, uh, what do you call this team? Star Team? No, this I mean, is, we this only is, have a name for Right now team. they just, they just Team USA right yeah, now. Yeah, but we don't have a name for them. Uh, quick breaking news. We're getting this in as we speak right now that uh, they did have a sighting of Dwight Howard at the L.A. Dodgers game tonight, uh, maybe in town to talk with the Lakers. Well, doesn't he live in L.A.? No big deal. Yeah, he does live he in L.A. in L.A. Yeah, he, he's trying to get out, but like I said, I'm I don't even want to talk about the way it out the rest of the night. <laughs> what did uh, you think about the other entertainment from last night with President Barack Obama showing up, bringing the family out to watch the game? I, I thought that was pretty neat that he came out to watch the game. I know it was in D.C., 
for these huge yeah. basketball fans is. I thought it was neat when they came watch the game. I, one thing I don't like is they're making so much pub and publicity yeah. on this whole kissing thing. I mean, come on, man. You know, well, let you it know, go. Rhonda, you, and I, you and I go to the game. Sometimes people aren't paying attention. All of a sudden, the camera's on yeah. you to kiss her. You know, and my understanding was the first time that they didn't even notice the camera on them until the, the daughter told them that the camera, they want camera, and he kissed her. You know, you, you can't refuse a kiss on a kiss cam. You know, he did it. I, like I said, it was great, great to see him. He's a huge basketball fan. I would love to have got a one-on-one interview with Barack Obama last night. That would have been great. And heard his yeah. thoughts about what he thought about the game and the possibility of them winning another goal. Yeah, I think so too. Man, it was just, it was really cool to see him out there, man. I think just making a big deal out of, out of really nothing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm pretty sure they kissed a lot of times. <laughs> you know, this other thing that popped up out of here yesterday too was that you know David Stern's been talking about this 23 year and under age limit for the Olympics. Even Mark Cuban had brought that up at one time as well too. And right. Uh, Kobe Bryant is outspoken that he's been this offseason. Of course, he wants to stay in the media. Uh, he's been comment, outspoken a lot. Uh, I'm telling you, a lot. His comment about that today uh, was, it's a stupid idea, and I quote, it's a stupid idea, it should be a choice. Basically, it's just a dumb idea, and uh, we discuss it that way. We just discuss it like that, uh, kind of voice our opinions through the media, guys. So... Well, there's no way we will win with under 23-year-olds <laughs> playing in the <laughs> Olympics. So, huh? And, and, and <laughs> that, that puts Kobe Bryant out. I think that's one reason why he did complain. But uh, for him to come out and say it's stupid, you know, in his opinion, it probably is. But I don't think it's going to fly because I don't think we'll win another gold medal with 23-year-olds. Yeah, that's true. Most of the players are 24 and older anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, I, yeah, I like to mix that young and old. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I do too. Let's jump into the NFL again. You can find us on uh, Twitter, twitter.com/rfsportsradio, on the website rfsportsradio.com. Let's jump into some NFL action real fast. Some big news in the NFL, of course, the deals that were signed um, on Monday, and of course, uh, the biggest one with Drew Brees finally getting the deal. Hundred million dollars. I, I put an I article. I told you. I told you. I know. I know. You, I know. You, you, you were one skeptic. That, I know. Why it took so long? I have no idea. But that, that's a shame that it did take so long. Well, I put an article up on Monday. I wrote something about him getting the hundred million dollar deal, and, and and what I said was basically that nobody is worth a hundred million dollars in the long run. At the end of that agreement, just like the end of these $200 million deals in baseball, you know, they they finally realized nobody's really worth that kind of money. But it's something that they had to do. And I think that his benefit of getting this big deal had to do with that bounty gate. If it wasn't for a bounty gate, he wouldn't have gotten a $100 million deal. I mean, there's just no way it would have happened. They had to make it happen. They had to give him whatever he wanted. And you know what? If he had held out a couple of games, they probably would have renamed the Superdome, Drew Brees Stadium, right, right, you know, to right. get him in there. So I think he played his cards right. He played his leverage right, and it worked in his favor. And you're absolutely right about that. He did play it right, but to drag out so long, 
I knew the deal was going to get done. I, I had that feeling. I know you had doubts. It's apparent you had doubts. You voiced your opinion about it. But somebody else would have gave $100 million. Trust me. <laughs> it's the thing that he gave to him. And they need his leadership on the field. No head coach uh, this year and uh, whatever. Everything this organization has been through, uh, for them not to sign Drew Brees would have been a disaster for the city. So I thought it was a great move. And then we had a couple of running backs to sign great deals. That's right. Ray Rice gets a big deal, $40 million for uh, five years. And then uh, Matt Forte gets $32 million for five years. Which signing do you think is the most important for, for their team? I think both are very important. I had both of them on my fantasy football team. I'm playing on Cam Muffet uh, this that's year. That's why that's uh, That's why I led the league, you know, this year, most of the year, because of the two running backs, those two guys, great. You know, what Ray Rice had on 1,300 yards. He's 90% of the offense. And for him to go from $7 million to $17 million, man, I mean, you can't complain about that. Good job, Ray Rice. You got your money. If anybody deserves it, he does. And Matt Forte, if he hadn't got hurt this year, I would have won the whole fantasy football uh, title this year. Oh, so that's what it's really about. But, uh, you know, those two guys are proven backs. You know, they've been in the league a while. They're great running backs. And you, you almost have to have a great running back. They're stars. You have to have stars on your team. Both of those guys are stars. Yeah, you can say that. I mean, I think that the Ray Rice deal is is significant because they got to play Joe Flacco at the end of this season too. So that kind of helped them have that uh, franchise tag tag available to put Flacco right. on it. But they've got other things they got to do too. They got to get, you know, they got to get uh, Ed Reed happy as well. So I think something's going to happen when he. Well, I don't see stands. Ed Reed playing too too much longer. That's just my opinion. You know what, though? I, I, you know, one thing I thought that was really kind of interesting was the deal with Matt Forte. You know, Matt Forte, he, everyone's talked about how he's he's such a great asset to the Bears offense. He does this, but he gets he hurt every season. Offense. He gets hurt every season. He, had a, he finally made the Pro Bowl just last season. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's necessarily that – that worthy to me to resign. I mean, he's got a lot of mileage on him. Are you kidding me? I'm being honest. I mean, I know I know it's not the status quo, but I just think that you know maybe I could have did with that because you think about it, the strength of that offense now is not Matt Forte. It's really Jay Cutler, and I think but, Jay but, Cutler. But, but if I pass the ball, they probably get them a lot farther than handing the ball off to Matt but Forte. But that, that, that's what makes Jay Cutler such a better quarterback because they do have a running game. I mean, you know, you you, you can't throw the ball. For, well, I guess Jay Cutler can throw it 50 times a game. But he is also 75% of the offense. He's going to get the ball at least 30 times a game. And he does take some of that pressure off Jay. And it does make him a better passing because they do have a running game. Well, you can say that. You can say that. I, I mean, and it, I'm well, one works right. with the other. One works with the other, but most of Matt Forte's yards are he, did, he he has a lot of receiving yards, and Ray Rice is really more of a a running type running back. But Matt Forte gets a lot of his stuff out of the backfield and being a receiving type of running back. Duh. 
What's wrong with your running back being one of your leading receivers? Well, nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying. I mean, I, I, it, I, that, I that's think even better. He can catch and he can run. But it would have been easier. It would have been easier for them to go into a different direction if they wanted to than it would have been with Ray Rice. That, that that's the only point I'm trying to make. Listen, if I'm Lovey Smith and I got Matt Forte back, I'm gonna be happy because he know every year his job's on the line. So any help he can get, and, and Matt Forte is part of that, to get them over the 500 mark and win it, he's happy. How many times have he been threatening to get fired? Well, I know. That's and true, so, too. Yeah, I'm happy. I thought it was a great move. Yeah, I guess you could say so. I guess you could say so. But still more moves and stuff to be made on the NFL front. Before we go, before we end the end the uh, show, Royce, you know the the Open, the British Open is coming up. Tiger Woods came out and said he thought this was one of the hardest setups he's ever had to play. So my question for you is: Are you taking Tiger, or are you taking the field? I'm going to be parked in front of the TV for this whole British Open, and I'm pulling for Tiger Woods. I would love to see him win four, four championships this year, and this is this is a big one, Rodney. If he wins this, I think Tiger's back. He can officially announce. You've been saying that every major man. Of course, if he wins, he's back. Rodney, name one other guy that has won three tournaments so far this year. There's nobody. Yeah, there's nobody. So I mean, why not root for Tiger? After what he's been through the last couple of years, I think the guy deserved it. I want him to get so ahead of Jack Nicholson that nobody can ever catch him. And what a way to leave his legacy. And the, and the, and the guy's been great. I mean, he has, I, I think he's uh, uh, my top two to win. And, of course, I'm going to be pulling for him. Well, I'm definitely going to be pulling for him. There's no doubt about that. I, I want the guy to do very, very well. Before well, I don't we... want a Brit to win. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. Before before we go, we're going to leave you guys with some comments from Rick Carlisle. We got this uh, last Monday. We were down at the uh, Mavericks Arenas that were practicing, getting ready for for the Summer League play. So I'm going to leave you guys with some audio from Rick Carlisle talking about the team and the way it's constructed. There's young guys are going to the Summer League. Thank you guys for tuning in. RFSportsRadio.com. Thanks to Hunter Sims. Also, thanks to everyone that downloads our podcast on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, or however you get the podcast. Well, thank you guys for doing that. Again, we'll leave you guys a Rick call out. We'll see you guys on Thursday, 10.30 p.m. Central Standard Time for another show. Until then, everyone be safe. Thank you for listening to Sports Talk from a fan's perspective. Well, they're getting a lot thrown at them in a short period of time, and they're doing well. They're doing well. This is a, a great opportunity for them. And, um, you know, this is a precursor to playing in this league, is, is doing summer league and, and getting a, a taste of what our sort of core things are offensively and defensively. A lot of times it seems like with summer league guys try to play individual games. How much are you emphasizing still playing a team game in these five games that these guys come together? 
Well, we're playing we're playing our system. So uh, look, we've been one of the better. You know, the year we won the title, we were the best passing team in basketball, and it wasn't close. Uh, last year, we were one of the best, and uh, you know that's always going to be one of the things that we're going to stress as a as a team. And so uh, you know, we're going to move it. We're not going to play an individual game. So a little story on Bernard James, and could you talk about uh, uh, how raw he is and, the, and his potential, and how the summer league games will help him? Well, you know, for in four days' time, he's made great strides. Um, he has a lot of ability, and you know, we've got to take his raw ability and get him into the right skill situations and, and develop those things. And we've got to keep it simple, um, and we got to build gradually. You know, so. Um, the thing we love about him, uh, we love what he stands for, obviously, as a person, as a kid, as a man, really, as a 27-year-old man. Um, he's a great defender. Uh, he's active. He covers the rim. Um, he's athletic, and he's about team. So how can you not love those things? Does he seem different because of what he's gone through? Does he have a different perspective on things, or does it show on the court at all? Uh, he is different. He is different. He's, you know, he's a man stepping out here. Um, the interesting thing, he doesn't look 27. He looks younger than that. So he, he's got a younger body than I think uh, most guys at that age. Um, he doesn't have a lot of NBA miles on him. Uh, he's got other kinds of miles on him. But those those kinds of things, I think, are, are a real positive coming into our situation. So, you know, he's he's going to get better and better. There's no doubt about it. You got like uh, Crowder. When you look at your small forward depth, is he the kind of guy that might be able to have an impact early because he can do things that don't necessarily show up on the box score, defense, energy, hustle, that type of thing? He's high energy. He loves to play. Um, you know, uh, you're talking about a guy that was player of the year in the Big East. I mean, that's that's a substantial accomplishment. And one of the reasons that he got voted that was because of the enthusiasm and and skill that he brings to the game. So, you know, we love him. I mean, since since uh, since we drafted him, there's been a lot of teams calling us about him because you know everybody's interested in him. Um, but uh, we love him, and, and we're glad that he's here. And we feel he's going to help us. He's going to help us, you know, at times in games. Um, but he's going to help us every day in practice, and he's going to help push everybody and. You know, he's going to be a system player here for a long time, we feel. We feel. Now that the sign and trade is done, can you just talk about your two new acquisitions? Well, we've, you know, we've liked Collison for a long time. Um, so we're very fortunate to have the opportunity to trade for him. Um, we have a need at point, which is obvious, and so he helps fill that need. Um, Dante Jones is a guy that is a premier defender. Um, who can bring toughness to our team, who has uh, had a couple of really good years shooting the three. Uh, and so we feel like his his toughness and experience can add something as well. Actually, you mentioned the three from Dante Jones. Obviously, with, with Jet gone and, and Kato was a good three-point shooter for you guys, you guys don't necessarily have that, that marksman three-point specialist guy. Is that something that you feel still on the radar, and do you feel like the guys you have who haven't necessarily shot it a lot could increase their attempts? Well, it's July 13th. Okay, it's not September 27th. So, you know, we're we feel like there's a lot of summer left. We're 
we're still involved in talking to a lot of different people about a lot of different situations. And uh, you know, we love shooters. We're going to we're going to address that as we uh, as we move forward here. What are, what are your initial impressions of Micah Downs? Um, I like him. He's I know he's been a successful player in Europe. Um, I like his size, length, um, skill, you know, and this is an opportunity for him to show what he can do, not only for us, but, you know, for 29 other teams once he gets to Vegas. Thank you. Anything in particular you're looking for from the athletes going to Vegas? You know, it's, you know, I told them, um, I told these guys the first day we got together here that, uh, you know, 28 years ago when I went into a rookie camp like this, Red Arback stepped into the middle of the room and he said, we can only go by what we see. So whatever you do, do it to the best of your ability and and give us the best chance to evaluate you. And so that's what we've asked them to do. And we're certainly going to work with guys um, to help get them better every day. But uh, whatever's gotten them to this point is what we need them to do well, what they need to do well. And, and we'll work with them on the other things going forward. Um. Explain why Chris came that makes sense to this Well, he's he's a terrific low post scorer. Um, he's a very good mid range shooter for a seven footer. I don't think we've ever had a center here that can step out and shoot the 18 foot shot um, consistently. Uh, that's been the caliber of player that Chris Kane is. Um, you know, sometimes Dirk's the tallest guy on the floor for us, but he's always the four in our system. Um, he's never he's never been able to play with a five man that shoots it like that. So, you know, those are, those are a couple of the reasons. Um, we just feel like he's a guy that is a great kid. He's, uh, he and Dirk have played together, and they've played well together. And uh, we just we like him for our franchise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.